You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everybody sit down. Well, if you're already sitting down, keep driving. If you're not driving, stand up. I don't know. Do something. Just be excited for another EP of Locked On Texas Podcast. Some sports guy right here, of course, always with two Y's at the end of Guy across from me today. I can't do this. I can't do this show without nobody else but this man. Cody Davis. And um, ladies and gentlemen, we apologize for not getting the show up on yesterday. We had some awful, I mean, awful technical difficulties on yesterday but uh what we promised on sunday we will pick that back up on tomorrow's show but today is wednesday so you know what that means crossover wednesday on locked on podcast network where with whoever we play for the week we talk to the locked on version of them and guess what we got back today my man anthony wiggins from locked on jaguars i cannot wait to talk about it. I cannot wait to talk about everything that has been going on with this franchise since the last time we spoke. No Jalen Ramsey. Gardner Minshew's 13 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's balling out. Leonard Fournette is actually back. Booger Nation is back. Everything that has been up, everything that has been down, we got to talk about it today when we go and get ready to go to London and Wembley to play the Jaguars this Sunday. I can't wait. It's going to be an early game. Got to wake up early. Yeah, you got to wake up early. You got to wake up early, but if you use Roman, you might miss that game because you're going to have a night of fun. The folks at Roman, a men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipe, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Get $10 off your first order of swipes and free two-day shipping at GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. As promised, it's another Wednesday, a crossover edition. Uh, with two guys we're familiar with, Cody Davis and John Hickman from Locked On Texans. What's up, fellas? What's going on, man? How you doing today? Man, I'm doing all right. You know, you know, we started the show, and you know, they decide somebody decided they want to commit a crime outside my window. We had to, we had to start it over. Damn sirens, and and then the dude upstairs decided he gonna clean his carpet or something. So you know, <laughs> whatever. It's just like try to. Try to mess up our little podcast on a Wednesday. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, you know, you know, people don't care. Nobody really cares. No, nah, they don't care, man. I tell you what, people do care about though. People care about this game that's in Wembley. I wish it was here in Jacksonville this weekend between the Texans and the uh, the Jaguars because uh, there's a lot of stuff we can get into about this. But uh, first of all, let me start off with y'all. I think he's an MVP candidate. He's one of the top three MVP candidates in the league. That boy, Deshaun Watson, is something else, man. Oh, most definitely. Let me tell you something. I want to make sure every chance I get, I thank Rick Smith for pulling the trigger on that trade to go get him. And I thank the Chicago Bears for passing up on him all the time (laughs) because we could literally be them right now, if not worse, because we don't have that Chicago defense. Thank you, Chicago. You guys – we love you. We really do love you. But Deshaun is a magician. The things he does 
is ridiculous. Throwing a touchdown with no eye, well, one eye is just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, I, I watch him every single week. My only concern for him, and I guess it shouldn't be too much of a concern because uh, I run locked on Jaguars, not locked on Texas, but I'm still a sports fan. My only concern for him, man, he just takes a he takes a beating, and 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 they, I don't, I guess Tunsil's playing well. I don't know. But uh, he better be come this weekend because Saxonville is ready, man. These dudes down here are back to where they used to be in terms of uh, getting sacks and creating pressure. Yeah, man, and that's the concerning part about it. Um, we had Titus Howard and Laramie Tunsil. Um, as you know, Titus Howard, he is injured. He will not be playing. And, and Laramie Tunsil, he got a little banged up in our last game, but um, – yeah, offensive line, I mean, it, it it has improved, but right now we have just taken a big hit with injuries, and that's my only concern heading into this game on Sunday. Will this offensive line be strong enough to keep Saxonville away from Deshaun Watson? Um, because prior to last week's game, he, he really didn't get sacked. I think he got sacked maybe one time. Am I right, John? Well, something um, along those lines. Yeah, something along, along those lines. I know that those two weeks span where we um, blew the hell out of Atlanta and then we turned around and beat Kansas City, um, he, he didn't have no sacks, and that was credit to the offensive line. But now two of our best players on that on that line is hurt. I'm kind of nervous for Deshaun Watson, you know, playing against y'all Jaguars. You know what? You probably need to be because teams with bad offensive lines, man, they they really you know they don't have a chance. Teams with good offensive line, uh, line struggle against Jacksonville. They they got three prime pass rushers in Calais Campbell, the the Grizzly veteran, the Yanni Kangakwe, who's playing for a contract, but he always plays like his hair's on fire. He's been doing that since he got here, and uh, he's a, he's actually real real close to setting all time sack record here for Jacksonville because he, he he's been on a tear the last few weeks. And then this rookie we got, man, Josh Allen. Everybody keeps talking about uh, the young Bosa out in San Francisco, and they should because the kid is playing lights out. But if you look, if you look at their stats in less snaps, their stats are almost just just about even. Josh Allen has seven sacks on a year, and he's only playing sixty percent of the snaps. He's a terror, man. So uh, you know, Deshaun, you know, better get ready to do some running. I think y'all have to rep- uh, y'all have to really really load it up with Carlos Hyde and. Uh, he had some success when they played in Houston. Him and Duke Johnson running up the middle on early down. So that's going to have to be the game plan. The Jaguars are really going to have to shut that run down. Most definitely, because when I think about the Houston Texans, I think about every performance that was uh, amazing this year. It all started with the run. Uh, you look at what happened with the Chiefs, high first game over 100, the game against the Chargers, the game against Atlanta, the game – like it, it, all the great games that they've had this year, it all kicked off with the run. And the run is one of our strong points. But right now, who's been stronger than Leonard Fournette in the Jacksonville Jaguars Nobody. running the ball? Nobody. Nobody. And I think there's a couple of elements that the run game has opened up for this offense – Minshew is 13 touchdowns, two interceptions. You think that would happen without a run game that people are really scared of? And Leonard Fournette is the guy that everybody has been scared of at the first three games of the other season. The Chiefs, the Texans, the Titans, 81 rushing yards. You got to squeeze in 100, then you had another 88. The next five games, 820 rushing yards. You're averaging 164 per game. That's the bread and butter for the Jaguars right now. 
And it with that brain game, it's hard to stop them. Yeah, it is the bread and butter. But let, first of all, you, you almost set me up there because I'm going to tell you what. When you said Minshew wouldn't be doing this without the running game, I want to agree with you. But if I say anything negative about Gardner Minshew on this podcast, I'm gonna get bombarded tomorrow on my on my feed on Twitter. Saying, <laughs> but you can't say nothing about this cat, man, because there's talk. Right I'm now a part of the Minshew house. I'm okay. a part of. I'm, I'm in this fan club. I'm telling you, man. I am too. I am too. But you know, there's already talk around about around here that if they're gonna bring back Nick Foles and and and, and when Nick Foles is healthy and these elders will come back in a couple of weeks. Uh, some people think this game is a dress rehearsal for that. I think that's kind of unfair. If you're going to make that decision, you should make that decision uh, without, you know, worrying about just this one game because the kid has done enough. However, in the games he started, they're still only three and four. So if you pay Nick Foles $88 million and he wasn't hurt and they'd be three and four in their last seven, people would be saying he's not worth the money. So, you know, you know how it is, man. It's about wins and that's the bottom line. Uh, the run game would be fine. I heard it's going to rain, so that's going to be a key when we get to Houston. And one of the things I want to discuss is this. There are a few players that are no longer in this game uh, this weekend that were in the game before. We'll talk about the rain, and we'll talk about those couple of players that's no longer in this game that we expected to see return on Locked on Jaguars, Locked on Texas. Welcome back, Locked On Texans and Locked On Jaguar fans. The Locked Over Crossover Wednesday show. What we do every Wednesday here at the Locked On Podcast Network. On the other side of the line, you know, two different studios, but we're still getting it done. Anthony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars. Weather is going to rain. Missing players. What all can we expect from this game Sunday? Uh, a different look for me because normally when the Texans and the Jags play, the thing that we're concerned about is the one-on-one matchup with Jalen Ramsey and DeAndre Hopkins. Well, Jalen Ramsey is no longer here. So we're going to have to see if the coverage that the Jaguars use can do as good a job on DeAndre Hopkins as Jalen Ramsey used to. Uh, the other thing is the other absent person is J.J. Watt. And JJ, and I think that's huge. I think it's huge considering a couple of things. One, Little Fournette's ability to run the ball. And two, Gardner uh, Minshew's escape and create plays and, and do things with his legs. I think it's going to be a, a tremendous test for, for both of those teams to get used to playing without those two players. Most definitely. And I think it may hurt us more. You guys have been accustomed to playing without Jalen Ramsey for how long now? Uh, about a month. About a month. Yeah, and in the last long. three games, you guys have held a Saints team to 13 points the week after they dropped 31. And then 15-17, the last two contests. Their defense is used to playing without Jalen Ramsey and not only playing, but performing pretty well. They have. We're not used to doing that with J.J. Watt, at least not right now. And it's going to be tough to adjust the very next game to go up against our division. I wouldn't say rival, but division foes, Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, you know, that, that's a great and valid point that you make. Jalen just used to get up for D-Hop. And D Hop got up for Jalen, and and that would cause Deshaun Watson to say, "Hey, you know what? I'll try it a few times, but for the most part, I'm gonna throw it over here to Fuller, and I'm gonna throw it over here to this guy, and I'm gonna throw it to Duke Johnson." I, I don't think Deshaun's gonna hesitate now to try to get the ball all the time to D Hop. Now, mm-hmm. Michael Thomas had some success. 
So it, it's not for me a, a matter of how the team can play. Um, last year against the last week against Robbie Anderson, the kid did a good job, and Anderson got loose a little bit. Ernie. For me, it's going to be like how how can they play an elite defender now and not allow him to dominate the game because he used to having that alpha one on one. Yeah, but I mean, let's. That, and that's everything you said is valid. But the fact that how hot your run game is right now, J.J. Watt is a part of that run game here that we have on defense. The play that he got hurt on, he made a five-yard tackle for loss. So I'm, I, I just believe going into this game, immediately having to deal with the fact that we won't have J.J. Watt. We didn't do anything before the trade deadline to bring in another person or two to help fill that void. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because now, guys, we don't need to double-team J.J. White and give you all these one-on-ones. We can combo on you guys now. We, we, we don't fear you as much as we would have feared J.J. White because he's no longer here. We can go ahead and run it up on you if we want to. Yep, and you know what? It sounds like y'all ready to pick the Jaguars to win the game. And if you want to do that, I ain't going to stop you. Go ahead. Go ahead and do it. Uh, you know what? <laughs> no, we're not going to pick the Jaguars to win the game. God, Cody's speaking for uh, himself right now. I, I mean, it's, it's tricky because it's like when you look on paper, when you just take a look at just the names on paper with no injuries, you can, you can basically say that this should be a winnable game for the Houston Texans. But if you take a look at all the injuries, and we didn't even talk about the injuries that we got have going on with our secondary. Like, we literally have no players on our secondary right now. I'm to the point, Bill O'Brien might have to suit me and John up to, 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 to try to play because we don't have nobody. So it's, it's just a tricky situation because just so many injuries. And, of course, the biggest one of all was losing J.J. Watt. I mean, it's, it's just sad, man. Yeah, it is. You know, you hate to come into a game like this unhealthy. Uh, but uh, that's why I think the weather's going to play a big part in this. And I also think Will Fuller's absence is going to play a big part in this, too, because now if if they if they were going to just say, OK, we're going to try to run some bracket coverage, then that would leave somebody else open on the other side. And I think it's probably going to be either Kuti uh, or uh, obviously Kenny Stills. Now, somebody else is going to have to do something to offset the fact that they might be able to roll coverage because Will Fuller isn't there. Okay, man, here's what I'm going to say. Because of the rain and because of the ability to run the football, I'm going to say Jacksonville wins the game 20-17. to 17. Mm. 20-17, that seemed like a good good score. John, what you got? Let me say this. Because <laughs> I know you, you said you get the flack or anytime you say anything about my boy Gardner. Oh, gosh. But the Minshew Hive is alive and, and real. I like him because he finds a different target each week. Is it Conley one week? Is it DD one week? Is it DJ one week? We don't know. He's just going to get them the ball whenever they're feeling it. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, along with their run game with this game, 24-14. Look at you. Anthony, I gotta. But me and John have this debate all the time. He's a Minshew fan. I'm a Nick Foles fan. I want to hear from you. Who are you picking, Minshew or Nick Foles? This is what I've been holding on to all week. Here's what I would do, and I think it lines up with the thinking of the franchise. Just mm-hmm. like I said, if Foles was three and four over the last seven games, 
the reason why we talk about that and we give it like a pass, well, one, he, he Minshew wasn't responsible for all of those losses, by the way. Okay. By not beating a team with a winning record, that's not his fault. The thing is, <laughs> in those games, other things went wrong. Like the defense went wrong. The defense didn't play well. Uh, he did commit some turnovers that caused uh, uh, them not to win. But here, here's what I think. I think if you put foes in the same situation, he's being, being criticized as opposed to being celebrated. I think too many people are looking at the fact that Mitchell is a six-round pick and he's overachieved. And what I would do, I got some bad feedback here, but still what I would do is I would venture to say that since John Filippo has seen Nick Foles in the biggest game of all games when he's a quarterback coach in Philly, that that absolutely trumps anything that Gardner Mitchell's done over the last seven weeks. He saw him carve up New England and Bill Belichick when he didn't even have the lead in the last three minutes of the Super Bowl, convert a fourth down, and then throw a touchdown. I just think that, as John Filippo, he hasn't forgotten that because there are still people in Philly right now that wish Foles was still the quarterback. So I just think at the end of the day, they believe Minshew is the quarterback of the future. I believe at the end of the day, they think that he might be able to beat New England and Kansas City, Green Bay, or New Orleans. I think they believe Nick Foles can beat those teams without a doubt because they've seen him do it before. So I think if they get close, they're going to go for a championship. That's, that's what I think. You think it'll mess up the locker room chemistry right now? Minshew is a young quarterback. He's playing with young receivers, a young running back. Fournette's still fairly young. This is his third year in the league. Everything's young about this team in a sense right now. You think that'll mess up the, the locker room? Like, hey, we, we're, we're rocking out with this young cat. We want to keep rolling with him. No, I don't. And the reason why is because I was here for preseason. And I saw them, and I was in most of the press conferences, and I saw a lot of the practices. And, the, 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 you know, when they came to the podium, all you heard was everybody on their team bragging about Nick Foles because they mm-hmm. hadn't seen those balls. They hadn't seen those balls hit them in stride. In fact, a couple of, guys, a couple of times, guys slowed down waiting, and the receivers coach, Keenan, said, keep running. They, they, even on the play when Foles got hurt, he threw a rainbow 50-yard pass to DJ Chark at the back pile line before he got driven into the ground and got hurt. You just hadn't seen that stuff. So I think those guys remember what it was like in the preseason to finally get open, to finally have the ball there on time. The defensive backs talked about it. The coach making them better. So, no, I, I really don't think it will Appreciate y'all joining me. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks, Anthony. All right. John Hickman and Cody Davis from Locked On Texans here with Tony Wiggins on Locked On Jaguars. It's Wednesday. We're going to see what happens in the game. On Thursday and Friday, we'll talk about it a little bit more. However, game is Sunday at 930, and we'll be watching. That was Anthony Wiggins over at Locked On Jaguars. Man, I mean, like I say, I it's it's a tough game to call. 
there's so many factors that's going against the Houston Texans. I mean, you're playing against one of the best defensive teams in the NFL, especially and one of the best teams who are really good at getting a quarterback. You know we down basically. We are already without Titus Howard. Laramie Tunsil, he will be playing, but... I mean, he he's a little banged up, so I mean, he he's not going to be at one hundred percent. You don't know how that's going to affect you. Um, you look, take a look at our secondary. Like I said in the show, don't be surprised if you see Bill O'Brien say we signed Cody Davis and John some sports guy Hickman to help don't in the secondary. Me. Don't um, sign me. I can't. I'm, listen, I'm not. I'm not blocking those. I can't even get what I want to say out just thinking about. Trying well, that's to block. the Jaguar. All you got to do is just stay in front of their receiver. It's not that hard. You want me to play cornerback? Yeah, a corner. A corner, I mean, I safety, play, whatever. I could play some cornerback. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm not playing offensive line. No, no, no. I'm saying don't be surprised if, if you see Bill O'Brien sign Cody Davis and John Hickman, you know, to help out in the secondary because, I mean, they oh, need I'm bodies. Do that. I'm a cornerback at heart. All 305 pounds of me, I'm a, I'm a cornerback. So I will you, say this. Oh, you definitely getting signed. Oh, I, I you getting signed? You 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 about to take up for JJ Watt? I think I could. No, I'm not playing. Well, I think <laughs> I'm not blocking anybody <laughs> whatsoever. That has never been my strong suit. I will say this: the Texans will be in for a dark fight. I mean, I said my prediction. It could be definitely. It definitely could be closer than that because of the magic that we have with our quarterback. Man, the things Deshaun Watson can do with the football in his hand. When the lights are the brightest and the situations are the toughest, it's just amazing. He threw a touchdown with one eye. Got kicked in the face, steered through the touchdown, fixed his helmet through the touchdown. But these Jacksonville Jaguars are a different Jacksonville Jaguar team from when we played them the first time. First of all, Garner Minshew, the guy behind center, he's hot. Yeah, he's definitely he's found his touch. And not only that, you know, we mentioned Nick Foles and how Philly, there's some guys in Philly's locker room that probably still want Nick Foles or, you know, the whole thing with Carson Wentz. It doesn't matter. What made Philly so great, which allowed Nick Foles to be so great when they won the Super Bowl, was the fact that they were running that ball pretty damn good with Jay Jaye in, that, in, the, in the running court that they had. Right now, the Jaguars are running the ball really, really good. And that has allowed Gardner Minshew to pick his poison. Do I want it to be Conley? Do I want it to be DD? Do I want it to be DJ Chalk? It doesn't matter. I'm going to find guys because, because right now teams are worried that Leonard Fournette is going to run down their throat. And the more you run the ball, the more you have the ball in your hand. These guys are playing damn good football. And I'm, I'm going to be concerned about the outcome of this game. I do believe. The Jacksonville Jaguars pulled this off. If I were to bet on it, I would, of course, and I would only bet with my bookie. Why my bookie? Because my bookie, the best prop lines, the best, always up-to-date lines. There's nobody in the game better than my bookie. Not only that, my bookie, right now, right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. Let's say if you want to go ahead and deposit $1,000. I say, you want to make it sexy and deposit $2,000. They will give you whatever you put down back. That's double your initial deposit. You can use it on all of your favorite picks. Promo code locked on to activate the offer. Again, that's promo code locked on to activate the offer. Double your deposit. Visit mybookie.ag today 
You play, you win, you get paid. Simple as that. I can't wait to continue the talk and discussion of topic this week later on in this week's show. We have to get back to J.J. Watt. Of course, we have some Lamar Miller commentary. Was able to catch up with him Saturday at Conroe's Dick Sporting Goods Grand Opening. That was fun. Uh, so that was really that was really interesting. Just kind of hear to hear what he has to say. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's at the end. And of course, I can't do this without my partner in crime, Cody. Where can they find you at as well? Um, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Cody Davis, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Shout out to the Houston Astros. Now, we are recording this before the game is over. As of right now, they're up two to one. But of course, by the time you guys hear this, you know if they won or if they lost. If they win... Kudos to the Houston Astros, baby. Go celebrate. I'm going streaking again. <laughs> I went streaking the first time. I'll do it again if they win. Um, please go go celebrate. Whatever you do, go celebrate over at Locked On Astros with Eric Heisman. He has been killing it for this World Series. And unfortunately, if they didn't win, and that means there's a side in game seven tonight, and you know it's kind of nerve wracking, but yet it's still in the city of Houston. Still go check out Locked on Astros. But shout out to the Astros. Plain and simple. Keep it just like that. Word from the wise. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. When you're down 2-0, you fight back. Take it back, Astros. Go get them. Locked on Texas podcast. I'm Locked on podcast. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.